What's up, dance fam? Russ here again. We got another episode of The Session. Uh, today, we got three special guests. One that you've seen twice already and quite a few <laughs> times. And two others that you haven't seen. And it just so happens that we all were freestyle captains or directors of Culture Shock DC. So that's pretty cool. Um, today, we're going to talk about four topics. We're not reviewing any videos. We're going to talk about biting, how to be original, choreographed styles versus stylized choreography, which we'll explain later. And if there's time, we'll get to how to give constructive criticism. So, uh, without further ado, let's introduce our panel. To, to my left, we have Jamal Valencia, aka JV. What's up, guys? Part of the Dance Fam TV crew, uh, host of a new show called The Get Down Gamers, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, former artistic director of Culture Shock DC, former freestyle captain of Culture Shock DC. Uh, you were a freestyle captain before, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Tito Boy Scouts, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Just uh, loving this nice Saturday morning. That's nice. To his left, we have Sean Spears, a.k.a. Chopsticks. What's going on, dude? Not much. How not, are you? Not much for anyone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Former freestyle nope. director of uh, Culture DC. Director or captain? I feel like that's changed. Uh, director. Okay. Yeah, you got you got to be director. Yeah. <laughs> freestyle yeah. crew also? Yeah, freestyle crew. Uh, dope. I don't know what to say about that. It's like we freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crew. We do things. <laughs> to his left, we have Homecook Stevens, a.k.a. HK. What's up, man? What's up? Another freestyle director. I was director, yeah. I had that title. Uh, Though I think I, it started as a captain, then director, then I had to the fight some people. Thing. <laughs> it's not the same. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> Before I get salty. Um, former freestyle director of Culture Shock DC. Dynamic Dance Troupe also. Any other affiliations? Mm, that's about it. You guys would know. My old high school crew. <laughs> Any Lock Breaks crew, shout out. <laughs> Who else is <laughs> part of that? Someone else we know, right? David Castro. Castro. Yeah. <laughs> David. Episode two, check it out. <laughs> Castro. Uh, well, thanks for coming, guys. Uh, no problem. We have a lot to talk about, and it could be heated, I think, in that we might have different thoughts about it, different mm, opinions. It is hot in here. It, it is hot, isn't it? No. Mm. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, before we get started, we're going to go through some announcements. Uh, like I said, we started a new show called The Get Down Gamers, uh, hosted by this guy, JV. What's up, guys? Um, you want to talk about it real quick? What is yeah, it? Yeah, sure. So it's a, it's pretty much a show where we get fine young individuals like yourselves who are trained in dance, and we just play rhythm music and uh, dance games and see... Uh, our skills put to test, <laughs> pretty much. As dancers, we should have rhythm and we should be good yeah, at these things. So, so. <laughs> test is our coordination in another aspect. Hmm. Yeah, check it out. The first episode would be dropping eventually, I'd say in March. <laughs> um, uh, first one we did, Just Dance 2017, and it's pretty funny. So <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of ridiculous. So yeah. <laughs> definitely check it out, if nothing, just to get a good laugh. Um, moving on, we have we are continuing our partnership with Prelude Dance Urban Dance Competition. Their next event is Prelude New York in February. No, March, March eighteenth, I think, or March eleventh. March eighteenth. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, March eighteenth. Uh, hosted mm-hmm. by Hip Hop Theory. So if you're in the area, definitely check it out. They're a really good company. So it's gonna be a good show. Shout out to CC and Mo. Yeah. Um. For our giveaway, our teacher giveaway, we have a winner. Uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Isada Richards. Uh, her video was called Social Distractions about 
social media distracting us nowadays and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I think they're from New York. YouTube channel is Bell by Ice, I'm guessing. Uh, mm. We'll put links in the bottom and we'll we'll reach out to you and send you a t-shirt and get all your information and whatnot. So congratulations. Uh, we'll send you a review. It'll be a private one. So definitely, definitely check it out. Cool. All right, let's continue on. Let's move on to the main meal. The meat of the spin. <laughs> Speaking of meal, first topic, <laughs> biting. Oh, <hey. laughs> I like that segue. That was really good. Um, so, HK, you actually suggested this uh, topic. Yeah. Uh, what about it has been on your mind lately? Um, there's some, like, there was a, I don't know if you guys saw the viral video of uh, DQ Roasting that guy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the kind of what it first came to mind. And I, uh, I read like the whole thread about it, and it got me thinking a lot about how my views on uh, imitation have kind of gone back and forth. Um, and like, I used to think like everyone had like a different. I had a different definition of biting, but then I realized that like everyone had their own uh everyone has their own thoughts about imitation mm-hmm. you know and copying biting whatever you want to call it and uh, i think it's really it's a very interesting phenomenon when it comes to uh, a competitive art form that urban dance typically is you guys mm-hmm. know what i'm talking about yeah um or just kind of any art in general i think it like i guess i think the first thing in my mind i put a lot of some thought i uh, put some thought into this was that biting is bad <laughs> right. Biting this, equals bad. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't equate. I don't equate. Biting is like a different type of imitation. When I talk, when I think, when I think about biting, when you call someone a biter, you're trying to hurt their feelings or something. Like that. You're trying to call them out, and I think you call them out as a phony. Phony. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, if if you're, and it depends on your um your intentions. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to sort of like ride someone's coattails or something like that to success. Or like um, the best example I can give of is like a lot of times when I call it like kind of a, a small town syndrome or whatever, when I'm like the only dancer amongst all my friends or something like that. And I'm like, I know I saw this really cool move on the internet and I know if I do it, all my friends would think I'm really cool. Oh, yeah. And I do that. And it's like, wow, this guy's such an awesome, talented dancer. When in my mind, I'm like, I hope no real dancer sees me. Right, right. Because if they see me, they know I'm a phony. I've, you know what I mean? I've thought about that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> the big example of my personal life, unfortunately, <laughs> was when I did some kind of talent show. I didn't realize it was for money at the time. And me and, a couple, and these two guys who wanted me to help them out, it was like a total bite off of like a poriotics performance. It was the worst oh, thing ever. No. We did it, but it was it was for a crowd that was like totally not in the dance community. So they wouldn't have recognized it or or thought that copying something like that would have been bad mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so we did it. We ended up winning. And I was so like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if any If anybody <laughs> in the dance community would see this of me, they would call me out. I'll be totally a phony. You know what I mean? Like I won something. People were giving me praise. Using someone else's. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Exactly. Like yeah. It felt good. You know what I mean? And it's like, and that was totally in hindsight. Looking back at the experience, I was like, oh god, it's like the worst thing I could have done. You know what I mean? As an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? As like somebody who actually does genuinely care about this art form, this community, and things like that. It was like the worst thing you can do because I was like stealing from somebody. That wasn't my, and I was using it for my own personal gain. And that's mm-hmm. bad. And that's being a biter. And that's hands down, like, because I think when it comes to imitation, imitation itself is not bad. I mean, when we're all growing up and we all start off and we, when you start anything new, mm-hmm. 
you have mentors, you have inspirations, you know what I mean? If you pay tribute to somebody or if you're, if you like, I love like my relationship with my mentor and he taught me these things and I kind of dance like him, no one would call you a biter. If anything, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. good. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Because in any case, like everyone's a biter. In an, in yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's different when someone well, teaches you something. Absolutely. Especially that when too. it's and their it's, style. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of like maybe dances like the way like their family used to dance. Are you going to call each other a biter for that? Like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's kind of, like, you can say there's a fine line, but I think the line is drawn with your intention. Mm-hmm. It's like if your intention is like I'm trying to like just. You're taking. Taking for the sake of like kind of like. Mm, just stealing to feel good or get likes or get views or whatever, you know, and hope no one finds out that I'm a phony. Yeah. And that's why I think when people call each other biters, biters like they're really trying to attack like your, your person. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are doing this like you're a stealer. You're doing this because like you're lazy or something like that. You're just trying to write someone else's um, originality or something like that. Well, and so that's that why also, it hurts. Well, not, that comes with like, I guess, them not knowing too or like is there, i guess um locking mm-hmm. you know like there's a lot of moves that are pretty much almost all bites or all like similar it's just how you how you uh put your own spin to it you know so i think they call it foundation yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's is like that yeah. is, is that biting so that that's that question like where is that where does that come into play are we are, are b-boys all uh biting like six steps you yeah know? I totally, yeah, I think that's where the line is drawn too because like you can get all fuzzy about that kind of stuff. But that's what I think the only way you can define or differentiate one between the others is intent. You know what I mean? Because I, I definitely see some people like mm-hmm. myself, for example, in that example I gave, that's what I was told. It's just like I, I, was, I was just trying to be cool. Yeah. And by doing that, and like in a way that was just kind of, I didn't want to be original. I wanted to do something that was kind of everyone liked at the time. And that was my only, I wasn't trying to uplift the art form of the community. I was hoping that no one in the community saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. And could call me out. And that's, and that's the difference to me. When you're talking foundation, it's, it's totally mm-hmm. something else. Yeah, in that sense, it's, it's tough not to bite. Like, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you not yeah. bite? When you're in style, like breaking, popping, locking, house, whatever. Yeah. Like, there are only so many things that you can do until you actually get super creative. And then, yeah. and then you kind of coin this one move. At that point... If someone does use that move, maybe what if they came up with it themselves and they didn't know? Mm-hmm. So then, what happens at that point? Then, oh man, it this is I, I think fuzzy. a lot of people just kind of take uh, biting to a little bit too extreme. Like if one person does one move, it's like, oh, you bite bite that move off of someone else. But mm-hmm. I was like, but can you can you claim that one move for yourself? Like, right. Who says he didn't create it? Like everyone does or the dab, right? Everyone yeah. Does <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is everyone biting each right, other? Exactly. Who created it? So I think people take it to extreme, and that's like what HK said. You're trying to get them fired up, maybe. That's true. Right. It's it's all about the way you do it and the way you execute it, and maybe the string of moves you do together to mm-hmm. tell that mm-hmm. entire story of what you're doing. That's true. Yeah. And I think calling calling someone else a biter sometimes it's kind of cheapened because I've seen so many battles where people just throw it up throw out the biting <laughs> sign just to get them riled just for the up. Hell of it. it's the same thing as like it's like almost any other kind of like taunt <laughs> they're just trying to get him riled up they're just trying to call him out and get him heated and get him that, that's all it is and Show it's me not moves. it's not exactly he's not calling like you know who knows if he's actually really biting or whatever that kind of thing and it's hard to like how's especially in a competitive art form like this how are the judges really going to know? Are they going to watch like the entire history and the entire internet mm-hmm. to see? <laughs> right, to, exactly. And again, where does original how what kind of where does originality fit into the criteria of a battle? 
because it's hard to judge originality because I don't know if you copy that from somebody. I haven't watched the entire internet kind of things. So and I've seen battles, for example, like um, Top Rock battles that I've watched where a guy won because he looked like the judge. He danced like the judge. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, and I was, I was watching the final battle and, this, and the one guy was really, really original in my mind. He, 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 he took elements from different uh, dance forms, like house, things like that. And it was very not what you're typically used to seeing, you know, not your really traditional top rock style. And the other guy had like a very strict up rock style that the judge was known for. Mm -hmm. And this guy, like the audience wasn't even really as into him as the other guy. The other guy was much more entertaining. But this guy won. And most people like, in my mind, the only reason why he won is because he was more traditional. He looked like the judge, but like, maybe you would call that biting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Flattery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's and my point. My point being that it's when you start trying to call other people judges, uh, sorry, other people biters in a competition, it can get complicated. Yeah, sure. And like mm. the, I think the definition people sometimes take it too literally. They're like, "Oh, we need to be original." Well, what is original? People think, "Oh, it's your personal own thing." But I was like, "But in order for you to get there, you mm. had to copy somebody else <laughs> right. in order to understand what you were doing, in right. order to create what your original style is." It's called learning. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it comes into or just being yourself. Yeah, yeah just you know, um, just being in that natural, just sort of feeling. Like um, all the time, I see, I see the arguments. Like it's, I see it all the time on the breaking posts and stuff like that. Yeah. I just see 500 like comments and people just going back and forth and people insulting each other. So, you don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I see it in other styles. I don't see it so much in locking because it's like there's like there's a, only so much you can do. In yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a feeling. You get a different feeling yeah, from yeah, yeah. every locker. Sure. So um, even though there's a only a certain amount of combinations you can do, there's still something different about it. And then popping, there's like. There's so many like hate. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a word for it, but I feel like there's e poppers too, <laughs> as there's e boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah like there's a there's a really good discussion <laughs> recently. This guy, all he asked was, "Would you would a, if you're a judge, would you pick a guy who was uh, original, but he wasn't really that good? He's very original in his style, or would you pick the guy who copied someone else's style, but it was like." perfect point. it was yeah. just yeah. super dope everything and was on point and that was a really good question um that's like but, the question but but <laughs> yeah. people but the thing is is people started going but okay well how bad is the original or, i think that's what i said too <laughs> you did yeah or like i'm <laughs> like and people started Seriously. but those are what well, ifs yeah. if you look at the question at its just core as what he read what it is yeah then okay you should not pick the biter tech, yeah, 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 right yeah. because that's the question but people are like well how much is he biting or how much he's doing this and, and this is yeah it's yeah so but it, it all depends and it gets really weird when it comes to an artistic standpoint yeah right like i mean you think like painters and other art forms and things like that like the borrowing styles like if you go like renaissance everyone drew the same renaissance kind of style that's why it was a style of painting everyone did it mm -hmm. right yeah everyone just drew a different portrait of someone else but it's still a copy. So what is original? How do you make that twist? How do you define that? And I think, honestly, if you're decently experienced, I, I don't think it requires a genius to tell, okay, he's definitely biting. Like, if you put them both together, it's almost uncanny that that guy just took his entire style. Yep. Like, and I see it most with, like, the Let Twins. Yeah, Other yeah, people for sure. bite the style. It's, like, obvious. Okay, he did the toe-spinning move on the ground thing. Like, <laughs> I don't see any... I have not seen anyone do that except the Let Twins. I and he said nose-spinning. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he's spinning. <laughs> so it's just... 
you know that that argument gets like thrown around. I think that argument won't ever be solved. Yeah, um, that's that's the eternal debate. I feel when it comes to a competitive art, yeah. because it's almost like two conflicting, yeah, it's like entire subjective intent. versus uh, absolutely like, like uh, something that needs to be like put in metrics. Like that's you, it's really hard to like. Yeah, I'm not, I give that. the example a lot about competitive. Like when you talk about sort of uh, sports like figure skating mm-hmm. or a different extreme sports where you have a judging panel. Yeah. Like, it eventually becomes, like, who's the cleanest at doing the same thing? Yeah, yeah. True. Exactly. Yep. And yep. so it's like, is that, if we take the competitive side of the art from too seriously, then I feel like we're, we're heading that direction. Where it's just like, who's the cleanest and doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And originality is very small. Like, when was mm-hmm. the last time you saw something totally original when it came to figure skating or something like that? Like, like... You almost don't want to do it because it's a competitive disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, women's high dive, men's high dive. Like sometimes it makes me like this okay. guy just did the same thing, but like he yeah. got you can more less spin points. Different ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it's what? like how where, where's the room for you? Don't want to be original because yeah. yeah. if then you're because you get points on top. Exactly. He's like I don't know what I just saw. Like it, it might have been it might have <laughs> been twist. cool, but yeah. <laughs> it might have been cool. But where do I, how do I how do at a scale one, of one, one to one quarter twist? <laughs> his pinky wasn't out. <laughs> But that's not, you know, it's like, exactly, yeah. you know, that's, and that's like the eternal yeah. debate when you come to, when you get a competitive art form, like dances, like urban dance is. Yeah. So when you mentioned you brought the video with DQ, um, so if you guys haven't seen it, uh, well, DQ is a, a dope breaker in the DMV area. Yeah. Um, and he, this was a breaking session, just practice. And then I guess some guy just went up to him and called him a biter or whatever. So yeah. During practice. <laughs> and so DQ calls him out, but then he doesn't. He doesn't throw down any rounds with them. He just, you know, apologizes and whatever. Calling someone a biter is way more important, or I guess it it's, has more weight in the breaking community. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because it's, it's when you it's harder to be original in breaking. I think, in the sense that athleticism comes into play and how well you can actually innovate with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, if someone create something that's like over the top and awesome and then someone else bites that style or takes that same move then you know it's way more obvious yeah it's way more obvious and it means more to that person if it was like you know for locking like you pointing a different way as opposed to pointing the normal way yeah (laughs) (laughs) then you know it's it's kind of whatever but then you know with breaking i think it'd be like it's way more important i think in the the breaking community why biting is so much more of a, a, a serious like punch to you because like not only with like you calling it calling somebody a phony i think in, in hip-hop and especially because breaking sure. is the most yeah, connected to hip-hop there's a concept of being the realist you know what i mean like it's concept good to be the, yeah exactly being the realist there's that's like when i compare hip-hop culture to funk culture funk culture is about getting away from reality like yep. we all both of them are are produ- are, are um produced from like people's reacting to the realities you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like it, they're creations of you know frustrations and things like that and but the hip-hop's um approach to it is to like really face it head on yeah you know what i mean like when you hear like like take it rap music mm-hmm. breaking that kind of stuff it's like very real like it's it's what i mean by that is like the they're trying to like deal with the problems up front talk about them up front bring them out up front when it comes to funk dancing i feel like it's let's get away into like a you know, people would spend a lot of money for like a really nice suit, even though they couldn't afford it. Right. So they can go out and wear it and yeah. like just yeah. be in a dream world for a couple and, hours. And be kind of. sweaty. <laughs> that too. Yeah. But like B-Boys. It's not competitive at all. But it's, yeah, whereas and, and B-Boying. Like, like you would, I mean, what the styles that came from hip hop is just what they could afford. Yeah. And that's what they wore. And that's mm-hmm. that's where it came from. 
you know, I mean, there's not, they don't, you don't dress up. You, you wear what you have, what you wear, you can afford. And that's where Hedbop came from. So being the realist was like a really important aspect. Cause if you weren't being yourself, you weren't being real with your situation. And that's like where hip hop comes from. So if you call somebody a phony, when that's like the whole motivation yeah. to be real, then it's like, whoa, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the oh, yeah. whole, the whole thing, reason why I'm doing this, you're calling it to question. Oh, that's true. Well, that's, yeah. the, that's probably really key. And especially in the, the B-boy community, like what I see is that if you didn't have people calling you biting like biters, then I don't think the, I guess the art form would have been pushed to its limit at it as it is now, you know, like that gives it true. I don't know. When I see B-Boys, it's still something crazy innovative and innovative and still people still calling them biters. Like it keeps pushing the community in a, in a certain way. So I guess it comes with the caveat of like, you know, yeah, I that, agree. It definitely thing. pushes people to be like the fear, whether or not it's like the, 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 um, the desire to be original or the fear of not being original, both have pushed it to be, you know, like to evolve to its limits. You know, at, a, at a ridiculous yeah. level. Yeah. So you do see a lot of, like this if you look back just a few years ago the breaking scene is like totally different as far as the moves you see the styles yeah, you see the uniqueness sure. the stuff and i think it's pushed by just like the almost like the essence of hip-hop itself mm-hmm. kind of thing i almost think that uh regardless of how much biting is shunned upon is necessary for the growth of like, yeah, the, that's pretty much so, the dancing saying. so yeah it's for the push i mean you see it not even freestyle you see in choreo all the time you see mm-hmm. yeah people oh, yeah. it's like oh it's well a, i think everyone's the same now so, I mean, that's a different story. Yeah, that's a, anyway. This is not the discussion. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, but, no, but I mean, regardless of what you do, yeah. I mean, I, I the big thing is I feel like the American culture is so big on originality yeah. and then there's so much ego. But it's funny because um, yeah. the Asian culture, imitation is a, is a form of flattery. Oh, and yeah, you, right. You see clones and clones of the same dancers. Yeah. Like, they can all do it really well. Hmm. And... Um, and it's interesting. I think, uh, like, I, I talked to a few friends, uh, and they were talking about they, they went down to uh, in Japan and they they got down in the sessions, and they were talking about yeah, the, you have a lot of clones, but they understand the originality of it better than we do here because mm-hmm. that's all they learn, right? That's all they know. And when they're in a session for like if it's breaking, it's just all hip hop music, nothing else. There's no, yeah. oh, let's throw in a couple funk music and oh, hey, some dubstep, why don't we add, add mm-hmm. to that? And, like it's just all straight up hip hop, 90s, 80s music, like, and that's all they would dance to. That's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, I think it's also a cultural thing, how we perceive ourselves. Um, America's Definitely. a huge ego place. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, it's all about, you know, who's first or who's better and yeah. who can make it. You know, in Asia, I feel like it's since there's so many and there's such a closer community, they have to rely on each other yeah, to yeah, teach yeah. each you, other. And, to, and how do you push each other? Yeah. And they learn yeah. like also at like a lot younger ages than mm-hmm. we do. So I mean, if, if it weren't for Apple biting Google, I mean, we wouldn't be innovating with phones. That's true. Mm. <laughs> or did Google <laughs> bite the Apple? Oh, <laughs> well, I use Google anyway. On that note, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the next topic: how to be original, investing in the creative process. Um, with all the biting in the world, uh, HK also brought up this topic: how how do you avoid being called a biter? How do you be? How do you, how can you be original? Or what's the best way? I guess the process. Um, Sean, let's start with you. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's a really tricky question because I think this comes down to knowing yourself, mm. right? Mm-hmm. First, you got to understand uh, where you're comfortable with. And then the only way I think you can do that is 
well, go back to Bonnie, you kind of have to bite a little bit. Like, everyone wanted to do the moonwalk, you know? <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. they saw Michael Jackson, I'm going to do that. And that's a form of biting, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then what you do is you take that, and then you sort of get comfortable with body. Because, you know, when we all start dancing, we're as uncoordinated as penguins. Like, we're just, <laughs> like, you don't know our left from our right. We don't understand. We think we, we're good when no one's watching. <laughs> um, but in the end, you're like, no, oh, I really suck. Like, when you look at yourself at a video. Um, I do suck. <laughs> I remember that realization. <laughs> but I think that original creativity um, is just like, you know, I think it all uh, – you have to find your own approach. And I think like an example of one approach is some people will just go out and learn a lot of different styles, like not styles necessarily in different styles. It can be one style, but different ways other people approach their own creativity, like masters in their own fields. So like if you were in breaking, you're not going to go to one guy. You're going to go to six or seven different people. They all have different approaches on how to get down in a six step. You know, it's like, oh, well, you can do it this way. You can backflip into it. I'm like, okay, right? Um, or, <laughs> or like, if you go popping, there's a hundred ways you can do a Fresno in a different way. Everyone times it differently. Everyone uh, approaches it differently. And I think it, drawing that knowledge and then sort of just creating your own sort of uh, comfort level to approach that uh, that sort of sense of comfort. Like, I always say, like. When you're at home, you dance the best. When no one's watching, you dance like like no one's watching. But when you're in front of people, you're like, oh, I gotta be a certain way. Right. And I think that's yeah. a sort of society mentality. Your image. Yeah. Like, oh crap, I can't I can't show them that you know I like it. to twerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is dab. Man. Yeah. So I think I mean I think you're sorry to cut you off, but um, I agree that when when you're at home, you dance the best because like when I'm just when there's music on in the kitchen I'm doing whatever and I yeah. start eventually going into locking I feel like I come up with a ton of stuff that just feels good but then and that's why I hate like ciphers where they kind of push you in mm, I was yeah. like man I, I don't dance so I can go into cipher and show off in front of other people I kind of yeah. well for locking at least like it just mm-hmm. makes me feel good to do it Yeah. so like I don't know I guess that whole image thing, like they expect you to look a certain way or they expect you to go in and then start locking or popping or breaking or housing a certain way where if you just, it's hard to think, oh, this is where I live now. And if I just close my eyes, maybe I'll do better. But I don't know. That's my take on it. No, I I agree. Like I'll go, like I'll see a cipher and then somebody goes in and it's like they're obligated to do their style. Yeah. And I said, but to me, like even like younger and experienced dancing, like I always thought I have to do a style or I'm not cool, right? Right. And then I I think, but a cipher, you know, everyone tells you, well, you know, it's it's a natural setting. You just do how you feel. But yet it's no not one, that natural. no, it's it's not. I was like, <laughs> okay, you're dancing in front of a bunch of people who are judging you. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't like do this. but I realized like you, you gotta have to sort of have that club mentality. You go to a club. Honestly, you're probably going to be the best dancer there most of the time, unless you're with all your other dancer friends, right? right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to see that guy, like, crawling on the floor. Like, you're like, what are you doing? But <laughs> if you think about it, he's having a great time. Yep. And you can't really judge him for having a great time. So what if he can't, you know, do yep. a two-step? He's still having a great time. Mm-hmm. And when you go into that cypher, like, you, I think as you get more experience, you realize, okay, well, it's a funk music. I don't need a crump. I can just try something else. Who cares if I, I look a little stupid? Mm-hmm. It's sort of an embarrassment factor. 
Like, true. It's, it's that going back to that image, like, oh, I have to look cool mm. and I, I need to get props from people. Yeah, everyone, get, everyone's getting O's and claps and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go in and you're not. And then all of a sudden, like, oh. like, gets, <laughs> like I would say I would be guilty of one of those people in the beginning. Like, oh, I only gave prop to the dope guy who did his style. Mm-hmm. But then I was like realizing the person who was going in there, putting themselves out there, embarrassing themselves was way cooler than the guy who was just <laughs> sticking to his typical style that everyone expects yeah everyone knows you can do yeah Yeah, so like everyone oh yeah he can do that that's cool i've seen it a hundred times but now i saw it in person woo but (laughs) like and i i like like when you hang out with really like high level like dancers you realize they honestly don't care anymore Mm -hmm. they just get in there like there are some dancers that i met um who i thought only could do one style and then i'm like well you can house oh you can lock you can you could just get you could dance hall what like <laughs> it's it's crazy amount they do and they're like yeah i mean this is a cypher you're just supposed to feel what the music do what the music tells you because exactly. if, if you think about music as an extension of our own emotions and how we mm. feel right. exactly so yep. we should approach it that way you know like uh i forgot someone told me that you know don't let music control uh you because music is us you control the music okay so don't rush it don't feel like you have to fit a certain image to it do however you feel like. If you feel like finger tutting to, you know, Bruno Mars, go for it. Like, it's that, that aspect. And if you come with that mentality, I think your creativity will spurt. Like, yeah. if you, if honestly, if you're comfortable dabbing all the time, then just dab all the time. <laughs> I'm just but, sneezing. Yeah. But of course, there's like, of course, that foundation has to still come into factor. There's techniques. You still got to learn the basics in order to get to a point. You have to understand all the the foundations that was built there in order to build yourself it's like that that pyramid right yeah. yeah if you don't have that strong foundation you can't get to a creative level so it's yeah. it's just it's a lot so yeah. it's okay i totally get Rashawn. <laughs> <laughs> i think like when Thanks. it comes to when it comes to like originality like step one like i think i think uh your growth as a dancer always mirrors your growth as a person like uh, yeah it mirrors it i mean i mean um and just being able to be yourself is like is step one. Like and to be yourself regardless of the situation. I feel if 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 fear is running your decision making, like I don't want to embarrass myself in this cipher, or I gotta make sure I win this competition, or because I, I didn't do something to validate to yeah exactly to validate my talent or to validate my love for this art form then it's it's going to severely limit your originality because i feel like um originality almost comes hand in hand with um self-discovery oh yeah yeah it's like as you like in my personal life like as i've learned more about what i like to do which i feel like it's almost like innate inside me like i didn't i don't really decide what i like and what i don't like i kind of experiment with a lot of different stuff i explore a lot of different things and there's certain things just naturally i like more and i don't like it was like as I learned about myself more, and so, and I and I find out what I like, and I do those things more, and I explore those things more. I just like enjoy life more. That I don't even care what other people think about me. That I just kind of get deeper and deeper, and as I into like learning who I am, and then from that it becomes original because no one else is like me. So the more I learn about myself and, and behave like myself. <laughs> 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 the more the more I learn about myself and behave like myself and, and be myself regardless of the situation, regardless of the music that's playing, regardless of who's watching me, originality will originally come out because yeah. no one's no one else is like me kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's like high school. You know, when you st- go to high school, you're like, who do I fit with? Like, <laughs> Should I sit with the poppers or 
the people yeah, <laughs> or the gods. That's what or. stops you. That's what <laughs> yeah. stops you from originality. That's yeah, what stops true. from being yourself, and therefore what stops you from being original. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my my journey as a dancer has has been my journey to be. Uh, I think. Well, okay. I think the best measure of a dancer is someone who always does something on purpose. Like regardless of your dance form, regardless of what you're doing, like this the what, what differentiates between a a rookie dancer and an experienced dancer, the experienced dance, the best dancer dances on purpose. Everything is is intentional, kind of thing. It's not because someone's pressuring me to do something because and like it comes down to the way you dance, the way you enjoy it, as well as your technique, how clean you are. You're doing everything on purpose. So even going back to being myself, you know what I mean? You're talking about like in the cipher or whatever, like you don't like going to ciphers because you start feeling that pressure. I think the goal is actually to, regardless of your situation, even if it isn't a cipher, because mm-hmm. I do think ciphers are healthy because you see other people dance. You sort of like get out more. You get ideas in your head. Well, yeah. You see other people dance. You kind of throw something out there. It's an immediate like experiment going on, exchange going on. Yeah, if I you guess. get comfortable in that area, if you get over the fear, you get over the insecurity or whatever, if you can be like you are at your house, inside a it, cipher it's, it's gonna it's, really help you there's out. that uh part of it but mm-hmm. the the part that gets me the most is when someone literally pushes you in oh yeah that's different and now <laughs> okay, okay so yeah. now what i gotta dance for you am i like your dancing monkey it's like <laughs> somebody said like oh you're a dancer why don't you show me something yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly yeah, that. Yeah, and so like yeah. at that point i'm like do a barrel i'll roll. just i'll do <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you a quick two eight counts and then i'm gonna step out because that's not because then that's not you yeah right. that's not exactly. you being yeah I, I see what you're saying like i don't mind Oh, at this point, yeah, I, I used to be scared of ciphers. I think everyone is at some Still, point. Yeah, and that's I think that, yeah. <laughs> I like, and I don't mind once yeah. I'm in there. Like, no, I'll dance. Not perfect, and I'll, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But like, if someone's gonna like, hey, or like, if someone's in the cipher and they call you out, or like, yeah, come on, let's do it now. I'm like, I'm not feeling the song. I don't want to. Like, okay, I guess I have to now since you're bringing me out. <laughs> and then here's a couple things that I yeah. am not so great at, and then I'm gonna step out, and nothing's <laughs> gonna happen after that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of going off of that, um, I think as my I guess my my age over over time like um with with the with the scene is i used to be first like really scared going in and then i was like all about like oh, i gotta validate and now at this time i think i don't even care to go out i kind of just find my own little place if i am in a club and i just dance for myself like i think getting to that point of self-discovery like i like just listening to music and trying to block everything out and this comes to my my i guess segue into my approach to originality um so being dancers now there's so much oversaturation of media of of working you get stuff and almost like everything's available for you to bite copy i think there should be a discipline for you if you're really like in a like a writer's block or like just like I, I I just need some time to step out of that and that's I think where I am mm-hmm. like I like I want to root myself from it and kind of just create from within rather than from external factors and that's how my approach of originality is uh, coming into play for right now um, so I guess that's that's where where I'm I'm standing with 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 that I feel I feel the same way. They've been like my life when it comes to like my own personal training. Like mm-hmm. I took a hiatus from any sort of organized crew or company for yeah. about a year now, and it's it's been great for my personal growth as as a dancer. And it's kind of like like a, a circle for me. One on one side, you do expose yourself to a lot of different art forms. 
a lot of different dance forms and you get new ideas in your head and you try to apply it. But then there's the other side where like my life gets busy or something mm-hmm. like that. And I can't dance as much as I, as I want to. So I have to like take a, you know, or, or my own intention, mm-hmm. take a break, Adulting. just like, <laughs> <laughs> just take, take, take a, take a break from dancing period. It's true. And I feel like the, it's healthy for me because then I realize how much I need to dance. Yeah. Like, exactly. And my, my, and my desperation to dance grows. And then like, if, if it's been like a month, and like just like man i just gotta i and just get creative creative yeah, yeah. stuff just comes yeah, 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 pouring yeah, out yeah, like, absolutely yeah. absolutely because i think it's just, i'm just more desperate to just to, to i'm more in tune with my emotional side of it like mm-hmm. i have to dance it's not mm. training yeah. it's not practice like guys i just i gotta i gotta go out and dance <laughs> 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 but it's so true because when mm-hmm. i when i do that all exactly. the there's so much more original stuff that comes up because i think i'm so much more in tune with why i do this and yeah. i need to do it oh yeah exactly. it's so much more real it's so much more yeah like i need this oh well i mean yeah that's really like i totally agree like the training aspect is to train what you already know like mm-hmm. the creative like to get better at the or moves you already have set for yourself that creativity though it has to just kind of come like you Naturally. can't you kind of come now you can't force it i mean you can kind of put yourself in situation to get creative find inspiration and things like that right but that break you know, I, I feel as long as you're mm-hmm. mentally still dancing, exactly. the creativity, mm-hmm. and then when you actually get back to the studio like a month later, you're like, whoa, I can, <laughs> I can still do it. <laughs> My body hurts afterwards. That was a mistake. Because <laughs> I think we could we could go over like a lot of like small little practical tips how to be creative or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I but feel like it's it's it can be a lot more fundamental than that, a lot more personal than yeah, that. I agree. I think what it comes down to is just finding yourself and finding your reason for dance. After that everything should make sense yeah. yeah at least there aren't really exercises well okay there are exercises, there are exercises you could go yeah. through you could list out things that you want to do or yeah whatever. i've done like certain activities yeah. i've done certain I mean, challenges you, you can go it, out and take certain classes right there's all those but even at a basic tips. point it's like just find out why you're doing this and find out yeah why you why you like doing it mm-hmm. in the first place and i think that's what happens uh that's where people get lost who's, who uses this as a profession forget mm. you know they and they get they kind of run dry with their creativity because they're always in it. They're always doing it. They're always dancing behind an artist that they're not having an outlet or they're always teaching class or taking class, but they're not taking time to actually like experience life. And I see that, you know? I see that problem a lot. Um, like when I, when I, when I brought this topic, also like investing in the creative process. A lot of times I see with like, um, like choreo companies and things like that, they don't spend, in my, my opinion, as much time as they should, if they want to make something original, they don't spend as much time as they should invest in creative process. A lot of times, like I'm yes. on a schedule. Exactly. I got, like, I got, I, there's already something where you, there's like a format that we're used to, like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this, I do this, this. Oh, and there's a show. Like there's no time to, because you're so busy choreographing, like teaching, blocking, it's like cleaning. A sports team. Huh? It's like a sports team. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's like where, because I feel like to be creative, you got, you, like we were talking about, you got to go through like this like self journey. Like, well, I don't got the time. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, if you're really serious about being original, you have no choice. You have to invest like, yeah, the we, time. We have a show in two months and we need a piece now. So, so like the most original you can be is like, well, let's wear different costumes. These outfits didn't go with it, but maybe these will. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we're being original. Instead of doing a Power Ranger set, we're going to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set. <laughs> that That's like original, we right? Get, we get to wear our orange now. <laughs> I, I would say the, also the, the, I think the creative process like in this generation is, um, 
not as high because I think uh, technology has made us mm. instant gratified. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. It, like, if you think about it, like, I it's always, also made it more acceptable. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I always think about, like, okay, but if you look at how a painter thinks about their original work, they spend months, even years, mm-hmm. creating their own style. And they'll spend, like, on one portrait for a long amount of time. They'll put all their hours into it. And they'll, they'll sit on it for weeks sometimes and not touch it. And then yeah, they'll come yeah. back hey, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. A lot of people don't take their time with their or pieces exactly. or their concepts. Man, yeah. But then you take like Chris Law and his thesis, Ooh. and he oh, shells nice. yeah. and he pushes something out, and he takes his time with it, and has mm. I don't know what like a better part of half a year or a year. Yeah, to, to do, and it comes out to be. And I don't know how much time like he spent like actually, you know, like when you're talking about like a painter, how much time was actually painting stuff versus how much time thinking about conceptualizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's where like I I used to do that when we were like still dancing in uh in the basements in like Burtonsville, Maryland. Like sometimes it take like a week or two to think about what I wanted to do, and half of it because I just wasn't good. But (laughs) but like still like we were like I don't know me and Russ being on the crew and we always kind of thought about our stuff before we we put it out there yeah you know? yeah i realize the when you get most creative is when it's the last hour and, and uh, <laughs> you have oh it's due like now oh okay <laughs> well i have to sleep so <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden all this creativity just comes out because like, you're forced what? to <laughs> it's That's like another yeah. yeah but it did i think even in that case it took like the 80 20 rule you guys are talking about like eighty percent, and mm-hmm. then you get like most of the practical work done in twenty percent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel like you know, it's almost necessary to go through that sort of like maybe if if you on a practical sense it feels pointless because you're not actually like having a deliverable. You know, you're not making choreography, you're not teaching anything, you're not painting anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's I still feel like people have sort of um, taken the value out of it. I think it's still necessary. Right. Yeah, you said like it only took a whole week and really nothing to show for it. You think it's but I think sometimes. No, that no, that week was necessary. You know what I mean. And people need to like on a practical level, like invest the time into just the creative process. Like, all right, guys, we have a show or whatever. I want to get this thing done. A few months from now, eighty percent of that time is just going to be us sitting in a room thinking, right. <laughs> or I don't know, something like yeah. that. I like the, that. Time. I like that approach, to be honest. Yeah. It's also more fun, yeah. less mm-hmm. stressful, and everyone's mm-hmm. more on the same page. That's the few experiences I've had when that was the case. It was nice. Cool. Freestyle. Speaking of freestyle, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next. Uh, speaking of freestyle, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Back, to <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Back to you. I feel like we. Could, I mean, we could talk about that for days. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, choreographed styles versus stylized choreography. Topic three. Uh, I brought this up because it's been on my mind for a few years. I think uh, ever since I got into a style and got um, comfortable with, with locking, at least that I could say that you know I'm, I have a good eye for it at least now. Um, how do you guys feel when? a dance team or troupe or whatever who aren't really proficient in a certain style, they do a piece in that style. And it could be the cleanest piece that you've ever seen in your life, but the feeling and like the foundation and, and just a whole aspect of that style isn't there. It isn't present. And then you take like a group or a crew of like, let's say a group of like the, the lockers, OG lockers, they know their style hands down but then they put choreography on it or like they do they choreograph their style what do you guys feel about that or how do you guys feel about that do you think one is worth more than the other or one is better than the other or do you both have things that are that help promote the community that is dance whoever wants to join in. um i'm so it's 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 weird it's like i hate it but i'm okay with it it depends because it depends on the situation 
if you're doing it for just a show showcase, mm-hmm. I think it's okay because the people you're probably showing to might not be dancers, right? But if you're in a competition, showing it to other dancers and things like that, I know for a fact, like 99% of the time, the people who are doing the, the, the group that's doing the locking style moves, mm-hmm. they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. They don't understand where it comes from. They don't understand the culture behind it. They, it's because whoever taught it also probably doesn't really lock, and they probably looked up a YouTube video and like, oh, this is that. And they don't even know what this is called. Like, yeah. Um, and it's, it's a little agitating sometimes to watch because it's almost insulting because I, like, I see music videos all the time. These mm. choreo heads get picked because they did like a cool stylized dance. Yeah. And they're not even that good at it when an OG who spent decades crafting that, making it better for everyone else mm-hmm. to learn, mm-hmm. doesn't even get recognized for it because, right. oh, because he's in the mainstream and because he did a cool one-two move that's slightly better than mm. the average like person. Like I think that's really unfair, and it's and it's sad as well because I always say that that freestyle can live without choreo, but choreo cannot live without freestyle. Oh, I agree. Yeah, so mm. it's just like, well, if you're gonna like take that sort of aspect of that style, please please at least learn and educate yourself with it, so that you're not just oh, I'm just doing a simple arm wave during a set. Mm-hmm. right it's like okay cool like i mean if you really want to be good dancers understand where you're coming from understand what you're doing at least you don't even have to be like all involved it's like oh it was created in this year by this person you don't even have to do that you just got to understand what the culture you're bringing yeah in. i agree yeah. like again like the feeling especially when locking for me it's just the most obvious when their body is the stiffest that you've ever seen but they're doing all the hand and arm movements and leg like leg movements like clean but it's just not funky i guess it's Mm -hmm. not it doesn't feel good like it looks it looks so hard on them that it makes me uncomfortable yeah that kind of thing i I go through the same experience when i see breaking pieces yeah and people like clearly aren't b-boys or b-girls or whatever um but i i me i don't really take it personally i feel like i see them like look there's bad choreo dancers there's good choreo dancers kind of thing so like everyone's on their own path to getting better at whatever they're doing you know what i mean so i don't necessarily judge someone for trying you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i agree with sean like it's it's kind of a tragedy to me if they because they're so here's when i when i see somebody dabbling in you know a really rich uh dance form you know what I mean? To me, the tragedy is not so much like, oh, they're not giving it props or whatever, or giving it dues or, or educating themselves or getting immersed in it, is that they're missing out on the rich history, the rich culture of that of that dance form. You know what I mean? There's so much more than just the movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like, okay, cool. Yeah, I see it almost as like a a gateway or whatever. It's like, oh, did you did you enjoy that that breaking piece? You know, like welcome to like this like you can learn so much. There's a whole community here, like for this, so much rich history, so much you know, so much brotherhood and sisterhood in this, in this thing. Like you, sh- if you liked it, you should, you should try the rest of it kind of thing. And right. if they don't do that, then I feel like that's the tragedy. It's not so much like I take it personally. Like, oh, you guys don't know anything up there and you guys look like look terrible. I'm like, well, they're just starting, you know, and that's the way I feel about it. But if their attitude is just kind of pick it up and leave it. And that's almost like the, the biting comments we were making before that like, I'm doing this breaking piece. I hope a real booty boy doesn't see me <laughs> or else I'm going to look like, you know, they're going to look like a phony kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, so that's, it's that it's that motivation, you know what I mean? So I'm not I don't really like to judge people's motivations. I don't take it personally either, but like I definitely hope because there's so much available yeah. in history in that piece in, in that in I that dance form. I don't take it personally in the sense, but 
it's just more disappointing i guess i guess like when the when you guys say tragedy for me it's just really disappointing because like like when sean said like when it comes to a competition more often than not they do that style stylized piece because oh we need to change it up and we need to bring something new and i doubt the judging panel is really that experienced most of the time the judging panel is not experienced like oh it's a (laughs) <laughs> right yeah to know to know oh is that good locking or bad more locking? often than not yeah more often than not um and so uh, at that point like you kind of see it and it's like oh well that's disappointing you guys had a pretty good setup until you guys decided to try a style or whatever yeah and i think it's it might be motivated by just the the push like not investing into that's it's just like hey we got a we got a show coming up we got a competition coming exactly. up we got a we need to change it up. Mm-hmm. Just, cool. There's one guy, one guy, he knows some locking moves. Come on, let's do a locking piece. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we do it. And then if they win, then it's like even more validated. And it's like, oh, we should oh, keep yeah. doing this. Hey, next time, let's do a house piece kind of thing. It's 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 the yeah, yeah, the right. culture or the, the it's becoming more and more. There's not, people aren't investing in that. You can call the creative process, but in this case, like investing in the history. You know what I mean? If they had a whole week to like, today's going to be locking week. And we're just mm-hmm. going to not learn any pieces. I'm gonna have. I got a PowerPoint about the history. <laughs> I brought in a real locker guy. He's gonna talk about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would be great because then maybe they would get. That's true. You know, yeah. some of the feeling behind it, and you go up to them afterwards and actually have a good conversation about. Yeah, that'd be locking. cool. I think that's uh, something uh, me and my friend Kim talked about. She said if she were to start a company, a dance company, she would have them before any dancing or any auditions. You guys have to do some research, and we're gonna talk about it for like a whole month. Yeah, papers are due at the end of the month. Yeah. but it's hard because you have to really invest. You mm-hmm. have to like turn things down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. some people are so hungry and desperate to like get exposure or you know get their piece out there or whatever, or, or get in a leadership position that most people aren't willing or know what they have to sacrifice and really to like wait. We're not going to dance this week. We're just going to read stuff. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Yeah. It takes a lot. I mean, people don't really know. A lot of times, people don't know what they have to give up to do something like that. Dancing is also mental. So, yeah, I think but. it's the intent. Mm. I think it's the definitely the intent on how um, they learn it. I uh, know there's a lot of a lot of teams that kind of ask. Uh, I'm sure they've asked you to come in and and you know come in and we're gonna just have training for an hour. And I think as as artists as people sharing this we should at least know our value and say to the to the the dancing company i would actually like to if you really want to learn this and you want to put it on stage i want a whole week yeah you know mm-hmm. we need to give that as because you know like as dancers on the freestyle cypher scene i think we should there's also some thing we can learn from the choreo side you know um i like to kind of i guess uh say that choreography is like this is all forms of storytelling so ciphering uh freestyle is like kind of used telling your story on the spot orally and choreography is like everyone's kind of reading the same book and trying to present it how you execute that that message is all the same story but i think if we all are regurgitating words i.e just movement and choreography it's just like i saw the wall rather than we just ran into the wall like on stage it's totally different intent and i think that's where we kind of give our we need to give ourselves as artists more more um value in that in that sense so 
I don't necessarily like 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 you guys. I don't necessarily um, like it, but at the same time, I I mean, we've all been in the position where we gotta kind of put something on stage that's like authentic, but we gotta meet deadlines and all that stuff. So it's 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 a kind of a weird balance. Yeah, or I just got other things in my life I gotta do. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have the time because I got a job. Or I got family or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I yeah. gotta eat. Dance is <laughs> life, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I also like feel there's a lot of um there's also a lot of garbage in media that yeah. sort of I think it's somewhat like preconceived sort of brainwashes us a little bit of how things should be for when we start. I mean, I, I would agree, I would I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I would say a lot of us when we started, it's like, no, this is what we have to do. Yeah. yeah. But then five years later, like, man, I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. why did I ever think that was cool? <laughs> right, once you understand. Or it had to be done yeah. that way or something. Um, and then the uh for the uh, uh like there's a lot of studio dancers. Tons mm. of studio dances. I can't like even talk about how many times it's like, hey, could you come in and teach, you know, popping a little bit? And it's like, oh yeah, can you just do these really cool moves that I saw on TV? <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to learn how to backflip. I was like, yeah, be fiction or be, you know, it's like, oh, oh. I was like, yeah, be ditto, like we're gonna dance, right? That's what you do. I'm like, um, I'll, I think You're I'll teach. Right? <laughs> I th- he's like, yeah, you know, do the the thing with the feet, and I'm just like. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like they tell me how to teach, and I'm like, but you're bringing me to teach them the proper way on doing things, but yet you want me to teach how you want them to be. Next time you should just bring a laptop and go to YouTube. (laughs) All right. I've actually, (laughs) funny thing is, I've actually done this. (laughs) I've actually, all right, uh, because they were like, oh, can you just do this? I literally just, I brought like my tablet and just set it up. Like, okay, this is what it is. And I just let the, it was little kids, and they're like, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I did. I mean, because. Lip quiver. Yeah, it was just 30 minutes of them watching YouTube videos. They were so entertained. And then the next 30 minutes, I actually taught them. I was like, this is, okay, what moves out of those did you like, right? <laughs> They're, They're little kids, kids so, kids. All right, yeah. right? But you still can teach even kids how to do, you know, understand it at a young age. Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. like, you see the really dope kids nowadays who are, like, better than, like, 90% of adults, you know? Like, oh, they understand the culture better yeah. Yeah. than a lot of people do. Um, so you can still teach them, but you can still do it in a fun way. And I think people get stuck on, oh, it's boring to learn the foundations all the time. It's like, no, you could still teach it. And I think that also comes to good teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, so, yeah. I, you know, it, it's easy to point fingers and say, well, you guys are not learning right. You know, you should get real people. But it's also on people like us who understand the culture. We actually have to be good teachers as well yeah. and bring the excitement towards them. So they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I really want to get more into this. So I, th- yeah, I, to me, I, I try to look at both sides. Yeah. Like to them, they're like, well, you just suck. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, but it, it's all perspective and what yeah. you feel. Not everyone is into the same thing also. So, and styles is sort of, Oh, this is the style. And so uh, you teach a group, you know, for a fact that maybe out of five of that that entire group might actually like what you're doing yeah. and the entire other group is like, Oh, that's cool. I won't do it again, but I'll learn it if I can make the piece. When's auditions? I do feel like the, the dance community is still very young and mm. like these discussions are very important. Uh, I don't know, man. It's been around. Well, I mean, like I think it's mm, this, this, well, I still, I feel like when you talk about choreographed styles, styles, choreography, this, this thing has come up, I'm sure what, the past times. like 10 years or something yeah, like yeah. that i still I call it as more. very young we're still learning what's good what's bad you know what i mean there's a lot of new people getting like, how do we educate them how do we become good teachers we're still going through all those growing pains like we wouldn't this discussion wouldn't even happen if like unless it, we like 
hmm, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we didn't even like really, like we didn't really realize that until like the past five, six years. You know what I mean? That like, oh, maybe this isn't good. Well, you know what I mean? I th- yeah, I think the issue is that since the newer generation, I mean, generations yeah. keep going, coming and going within a matter of three years, four years, I'd yeah. say, mm-hmm. on average. So like, the, when they by the time they learn, okay, this is what needs to happen, they're gone already. And like the newer generation doesn't want to do that anyway. Yeah. So I yeah. think, but it's like the, the culture is still young. Even if you talk at the beginning of urban dance, like you want to say like 50 years ago or something like mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? When it's becoming a little more of a solid identity, even yeah. that relatively is very young. Yeah. When you talk about other art forms where it's like Ballet. so embedded, like the culture is there. There's so much stuff that's like not even questionable and it's healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like teachers, even if they just regurgitate or whatever, what their teacher taught them, it's still very good. You know what I mean? It's still very on point of ours, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for us, or for the urban dance community, it's still very young. There's still things like, mm, I'm not sure if that's good or that's bad, or we're figuring out better ways to teach, better ways to mentor. You know what I mean? So that's why like, I, I kind of want to not be too hard on anybody, just knowing that like we're all young as a community. Even if we're 50 years old or 60 yeah, years old, it's still relatively young. Mm. It... It's hard when feelings come into play, I guess. And I feel like, I mean, the whole reason why we do this show, I guess, is because... To bring it to light. To bring it to light. And because dancers, as artists, are probably the artists with whose feelings hurt get hurt the most <laughs> yeah like we're all like, sensitive like, yeah <laughs> super that's sensitive good that you care that much too like, no, no no i mean that's yeah. the thing good like good job today <laughs> man i don't know if it's um <laughs> you get second place trophy. leaving yourself vulnerable or if it's yeah. just i don't know they just we're just super sensitive about a lot of things um that's why i feel like bringing these things to light you know it should help yeah. and push like the new, the new generation or just dancers in general or, or, or us you know mm. at this table um final thoughts on this or have you guys said your piece peace out a town <laughs> i want to say i do have like one more thought with mm-hmm. uh what jv brought up before like how like well i mean it's not when you're talking about, like um also how like the court i think the freestyle is coming a lot from the choreography world as well i was, I was it was chaz from groove mechanics i was mm-hmm. taking his class and he said a lot of times when freestylers like all of a sudden like get do a routine or whatever all of a sudden they suck like they're mm-hmm. killing it when they're by themselves, but as soon as they go into a routine, it just comes. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? I mean it's th- like that gets to the point where they can't work with other people. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and there's a totally it, it's totally legitimate art form to dance in a group. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. and it, when you're it's it's one art form that one's better than the other. It's one art form to say it on the spot, and there's one art form where you like kind of put a lot of thought to it and you deliver a performance. I do exactly. think like when it comes to choreography, the main mode of expression is performance. You plan stuff, and in one moment you do it. As opposed to freestyle, where you're just doing stuff in the top of your head, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere else. And there's there's value to both. Yeah, both yeah. There's not one that's better than the other. And I you're do right. feel like because I there's certain groups or pairs that are so in sync when it comes to choreo in their choreograph style, which one you said exactly. yeah. that it's just it doesn't even look. They're not even like toning it down. Like Hilti and Bosch were like the Coco oh, yeah. twins too. Like they are so like their choreo, their stylist, whichever what term you used is so good that they don't have to like tone it down so someone else so they can like do so they this. can keep up yeah right. so they can yeah or look the same yeah, yeah, yeah that stuff is like awesome i feel like that's something that's that, the balance that you want that's the balance you want yeah. that that's what you can sort of like be original be yourself for your situation you can even hey now not only can i express myself in a cypher 
as an individual, I can express myself in a performance and we can with, see that with other people. Yeah, yeah. We can see the power that comes with putting a show on, you know what I mean? Actually putting something organized, you can give a message. And we also, we were talking about Chris Law's uh, thesis piece. It's come for a circle. I forgot what it's called. What's the name of it? Oh, um, full circle. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That there's so much power in that you couldn't get that just from improving something in a no, cipher. No, right. So there's so much value in that. And it can needs, it needs to go both ways because, like, I want the, these ideas need to come out. People need to be talking yeah, about this stuff. I, I think it's like necessary when it comes to balance. Like, one side of it gets lost generally. Yeah, I mean, except for like yeah. these professionals or these amazing people, like, like twins, Silty and Bosch, Gogo Brothers, whatever you want to say. You know, well, um, even looking at like old CS, like when I looked up to like the very first couple generations, like even though they danced together, even if I saw them dance individually i could pick out like yo he's killing it this way he's saying it this way he's giving me something different but they're all giving me a message you know mm-hmm. and that's culture shock you see uh, culture shock is a choreography company so cool yeah well that's a good uh stopping point i think yeah. <laughs> um so that does it for the session uh i wish we could get to the fourth topic but there's not enough time maybe we'll bring you guys back or something like that for it or maybe we'll just do it without you (laughs) um but uh i want to thank you guys for coming jv where can people find you you can find me on instagram at bjjv um somewhere in in facebook maybe uh and look out for the new show get down gamers gamers uh we're gonna have a lot of fun you're gonna see me look like a fool (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> Sean where can people find you you can find me here no, Ooh, hello <laughs> uh, I guess you can find me on Instagram as pop and chopsticks that's p-o-p-p-n and chopsticks with an x at the end instead is that pineapple so, pen pineapple pen HK man where can people find you uh, the only thing I'm on is Instagram it's just at homecook h-e-u-n-g-k-o-o-k nice the one and only I think yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Instagram is like the social media outlet now. Mm. I, think tw- I, I, think, I think Twitter's dying. But anyway, that's another. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> another and as always, I'm Russ, a.k.a. Lock and Robin. You can find me at Lock and Robin. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for being part of the Dance Fam. Like and subscribe if you like this or want more. Oh. At Dance Fan TV, dancefan.tv if you want to check out the site. Hashtag the session. Peace, guys. Bye. Aww.